Season 2, Episode 6, Holistic Symmetrical Bioethics. We are on a quest to discover four symmetrical pairs that will assist us in helping healthcare become healthy and caring. The first pair that we discovered was care and attachment. Second, we uncovered autonomy and interdependence. With this episode, we begin our journey to understand the third pair, beneficence and non-maleficence. To aid the patient toward the goal of healing and health, the healthcare professional usually is required to apply the principle of beneficence, a duty to do good. However, any caregiver must weigh the benefits of doing good, beneficence, against the potential of doing harm, the symmetrical pair, non-maleficence. The healthcare professional must lean into doing good if possible, even if treatment is burdensome or even painful for the patient and the professional. The entire enterprise of healthcare requires that assumption. However, the healthcare professional also has a firm duty not to harm the patient. This tension must never escape the attention of the professional. The burden necessary for many instances of healing must be weighed against the possibility of excessive load, pain, and suffering that make the treatment disproportionate, if not negligent. We join with Hippocrates in his affirmation that, quote, I will follow that system of regimen which, according to my ability and judgment, I consider for the benefit of my patients, and abstain from whatever is deleterious and mischievous, unquote. While some may want to break this pairing into its constituent parts of beneficence and non-maleficence, practical application of health care seems to demand their remaining together as a whole. The practitioner must lean into doing good whenever possible, while always wisely weighing the harm that may outweigh the good. During a pandemic, a lean into non-maleficence becomes crucial. Our ability to do good is often hampered with resources strained and often inadequate. New modalities of treatment often erupt into the armamentarium of the practitioner. Modes of treatment that may be under-assessed for efficacy. 
going cautiously to minimize harm is essential. Following a pandemic, a realignment to a lean into beneficence will naturally occur as practitioners return to their core beliefs of doing good whenever possible. Righteous Indignation and Justice Fourth, and finally, the moral application of health care for a patient and society must also include a consideration of justice, defined here as a strong communal support of rightness, and its symmetrical pair, righteous indignation. Since the dominant healthcare principle is justice, let us begin there. Any healthy society needs to be honored for the rules and laws that construct that society. Any individual in a healthy society needs to affirm the rules and laws of the society, even if they are painful. While a typical definition of justice would often be built around, quote, the process or result of using laws to fairly judge and punish crimes and criminal, unquote. We argue that the range of meaning for this word also fairly includes our suggestion that justice is a communal support of rightness. We test that definition by suggesting that the opposite, injustice, causes a strong communal reaction to unfairness of the, quote, justice system, unquote, a reaction we have witnessed often in community settings of injustice. The healthcare professional has a duty to apply healthcare practices in a just manner, reflecting on whether a healthcare decision is set in a context of communal support of the practice. Society has limited resources for healthcare. The healthcare professional is the gatekeeper of those resources. Excessive use of healthcare resources degrades healthcare for others. Inadequate use of those resources is also unjust, as it limits the opportunities of each community to enjoy the social fruits of individual contributions. We propose that justice, the strong communal support of rightness, is in dynamic equilibrium with its symmetrical pair, righteous indignation, defined here as the duty to facilitate a strong individual sense of rightness. Every healthcare practitioner and the healthcare system makes mistakes that hurt the individual and community. Those mistakes must be identified and corrected if possible. However, when an adequate process for correction 
is not in place or when individuals in the healthcare system do not expose the mistakes, a person is harmed. A rupture of the principle of non-maleficence. Sometimes the individual in healthcare must act alone to reshape injustices in the system. When one has a strong individual sense of rightness that an injustice is occurring, that individual often risks virtually everything to correct the wrong, defined here as righteous indignation. The virtuous act of righteous indignation is an uncommon morality. Beecham and Childress root their static principles in the common morality that makes us human beings. They also recognize the morality that informs each distinct society of human beings. We would like to add the role of an individual offering an uncommon morality. This morality is illustrated by the moral imagination of an individual such as Mahatma Gandhi, Mother Teresa, or Martin Luther King. Each of these exemplary individuals encouraged their unjust society to see itself through the eyes and experiences of a minority population. The minority individual in an unjust society often needs someone to exhibit righteous indignation at the dominant perceptions of society that often create injustices for others. In healthcare, many minorities, such as the poor, the homeless, and the disadvantaged, need someone in healthcare to rise and correct injustice. While healthcare professionals have a duty to offer justice to those within the healthcare system, a strong communal sense of rightness. That duty is in dynamic equilibrium with righteous indignation, the strong individual sense of rightness. With these four symmetrical pairs, we close our initial presentation of the dominant symmetrical pairing of healthcare. However, there exist abundant tensions between those pairings and principles. Tensions between symmetrical pairs. The struggles of healthcare can often be examined by exploring the tensions that exist between other symmetrical pairs. Each healthcare setting hosts tensions between the individual and the community, between practitioners and support staff, between administrators and staff members, between social activists and practitioners, and between many others. Each of these tensions point to a symmetrical pair that exists in the healthcare system. 
An individual is only an individual if set in a community. A community is a group of individuals. Every practitioner is usually surrounded by support staff who may struggle with the demands of the practitioner. Every support staff member needs a practitioner who creates demands for each support staff member so that challenging tasks might be overcome. We could continue. Each element in our list of tensions can be seen as a symmetrical pair that works together to develop the enterprise of healthcare. Tension between symmetrical pairs is necessary for the whole, in this case, healthcare, to operate. Tension now becomes the energy for the symmetrical pairs to operate efficiently. Symmetrical pairs must be recognized, identified, and utilized for healthcare to function effectively. Tension between principles. There may be many tensions between principles that are also a key cause of friction within the healthcare enterprise. Autonomy is in tension often with justice. Beneficence often challenges autonomy as well. The various possibilities of tensions between principles are profound. The recognition, identification, and utilization of these tensions is a crucial aspect of bioethical analysis. Working with these tensions can also be an energy source for the improvement of healthcare in any setting. This energy source can be morally productive or destructive. Visualizing and analyzing the tensions can be highly productive. Not seeing and therefore ignoring the tension is often destructive. Oscillation of principles before, during, and after a pandemic. The 2020 COVID-19 pandemic shook the moral foundation of healthcare as the principles of bioethics, routinely defined as autonomy, beneficence, non-maleficence, and justice, did not serve the demand for a response during a pandemic. These static principles had served healthcare well for decades. They had been effectively assimilated into the moral discourse at all levels of healthcare. Unfortunately, static principles risk failure when the moral climate in healthcare shifts, and pandemics cause dramatic moral shifts. Autonomy, in particular, was not helpful in the response to a pandemic. 
It was too focused on the individual when the moral response demanded a community approach. The practitioner in a COVID-dominated ICU often could not maintain the autonomy of the patient when so many had to be intubated, could not always be confident of doing good as a best practice as these were changing quickly, could not always prevent harm as new treatments were being attempted in many settings, and could not often act fairly when the rooms and hallways were filled with seriously ill patients. A new set of principles was needed or a different approach. Various healthcare authorities began selecting useful moral principles that would assist in a response to a new moral demand during a pandemic. Principles that serve the community, such as utility and justice, were typically selected. We have offered a different approach. This work calls for a framework that defines past principles, analyzes present principles, and predicts future principles. This work, and holistic symmetrical bioethic, has introduced a dynamic set of complementary symmetrical pairs that function as principles that will assist future responses to a moral healthcare crisis. This ethic offers predictable principles in oscillation with their symmetrical pair. This predictability offers confidence when a future moral response is needed, and it will be needed. In conclusion, a response and a way forward. When we are in a pandemic, we need to move to lean into a community-centered side of our four dynamic equilibriums. First, detachment. One's duty is to withhold care in triage situations. Second, interdependence, the duty to facilitate being ruled with and by others. Third, the duty to do no harm. And fourth, and finally, justice, the duty to determine a strong communal support of rightness. When the pandemic ebbs, we must return as quickly as possible to lean into the individual, the foundation of patient-centered care. First, care, the duty of healthcare professionals to aid another person. Second, autonomy, the duty to offer self-rule. Third, beneficence, the duty to do good. And fourth and finally, righteous indignation, the duty to facilitate a strong individual sense of rightness. 
If we adjust our symmetrical pairs in oscillation, we will be ready for the next pandemic. And it will come. End of Episode 6 Postscript We recognize that we have begun to explore the possibilities of an holistic symmetrical bioethic. We expect others to use their moral imagination to see a myriad of symmetrical pairs that require analysis. We note that this ethic is valuable to all sections of society, not just healthcare. Others will need to translate this ethic into other settings and professional arenas if time does not allow us to complete the process. We welcome those who join us in this investigation into the improvement of healthcare with a new yet ancient moral vision and holistic symmetrical bioethic, a new yet ancient moral philosophy for healthcare. End of postscript. End of season two.